Dorksiders! Welcome to another week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It is the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury and with me at the table, as always, is Adam Tollison. How you doing? Cock torture world order. <laughs> life. Well, now I do know what that is. <laughs> That was from the uh, talking shop of mania, right? Sadly, yes. <laughs> Real quick, I, I didn't even put that in my notes. Actually, did I put that in my notes? I'm not sure. Um, we'll get to that, I guess, in the what you watching segment. But right off the bat, I didn't think it was as good as the first one. Sequels never are. Sometimes, yeah. I suppose there's a couple. Like Terminator. I'll I'll put that up against. No, I'm not talking about Terminator Salvation up against right. the original. I just mean part two I thought was a better flick than part one. Yeah, and uh, and what are like the couple, like that, Godfather 2, I think people say. Yep. Maybe like Scream 2, I don't know. House Party 2. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. But belly 2. Wait, that was a thing? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, this is episode number 35, Adam. And as we sit down to record, it is November 18th, 2020, and on this day in pro wrestling history. Not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, we are definitely entering into Survivor Series season. Tis the season. So, tis the season for survival. Thanks, killing. <laughs> the Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, you know... I mean, they've had Survivor Series for over 30 years now, so there was a lot of Survivor Series results, but I didn't, I didn't really peg on any of those because none of them were too great. Um, but in 1992, WCW would host Clash of the Champions 11? Yeah, XXI. Oh, that's uh, Sting versus Flair. That is, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> If you had to guess, yeah, chances you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, ninety-two, Ric Flair is in WWE or WWF. That's so. true. Uh, so it definitely was not Sting versus Flair. Uh, that was held at in Macon, Georgia, at the Macon Coliseum. The main event saw Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas huh. defeat Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes, the Natural. There you go. For the NWA and WCW Tag Team Champions. Remember that time they were like acknowledging both brands? Like, yes. It was still, I don't think it was, it might have been still a Crockett run thing. I don't think it was. I think Turner had taken it over from Crockett. Yeah, I think you're right. But they definitely kind of recognized the NWA as their champion still. Did they ever do that with WWF? What? Just have the NWA. Belt. Like, I feel like that championship has been in so many promotions. I don't think it was ever, ever. in no, New York. Because that's down south shit. That's wrestling. That's yeah. wrestling. Okay. 1995, ECW would hold their November to Remember event at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In the main event of this one, Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk defeated Raven and Cactus Jack. Nice. When Funk pinned Raven after a Dreamer pile driver, Cactus wore a t-shirt with pictures of WCW's Dungeon of Doom on it to infuriate the ECW fans. Oh, that's smart. Remember that was his thing for a while there? Like He would wear the shirts, that, right? And like he just his goal was to piss them off. So like he would do 30-minute matches of nothing but headlocks. Oh, yeah. And, the, and they're, he's chanting, I'm hardcore. And he's That's just like, right. I forgot about whole the thing. This whole thing was just getting under people's skin. Did um, it well. So the fans are pissed about that. So then he, um, he rips the T-shirt off, and then that revealed a T-shirt underneath with Eric Bischoff on it. Oh, boy. And the words, Uncle Eric, please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard about the, the Bischoff part. I didn't either. Um, it says this is all comes from P. Winsider. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> um, 
It says, a violent, bloody brawl. The match also featured what I believe was the first EC fucking W chant. Ooh. Also on the show, this is 1995, remember, ECW world champion Mikey Whipwreck defeated Steve Austin. Austin attacked Sandman as he made his entrance and took his place in the title match. Austin mocked Hulk Hogan during the match, doing the big boot, followed by the leg drop. In the end, Austin hit a stun gun, but while showboating, Mikey rolled him up with a handful of tights for the pin. Oh, that's interesting. So this is um, this is interesting to me because we've been going so in-depth in 1996 WWF. Yeah, in the retro. This is one year prior. He has that brief stint where he's doing this mocking of Hulk Hogan bit. Yeah. That's where he did that interview too, right? Where it does, is it, doesn't he, he does like a promo backstage. Yeah. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, uh -huh. but basically he had like a, you know, a cup of coffee in ECW. Right. And then he goes right from there to being the ringmaster. Yep. To, I mean, he was in a prime spot on raw a year later. Do you think, yeah, a, a year later, even year and a half later, you think Mikey Whipwreck's like <laughs> been that fucker last year. <laughs> Well, I think uh, Tracy Smothers was saying that too. Yeah, no shit. True. <laughs> Poor Mikey. You, he's I he's a forgotten dude, but that was yes. such a good underdog tale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I honestly forgot that he even won the title. I wonder how long his reign is. It can't be that long. I wouldn't think so. All right. Only two more for you. Uh, 2009, as a media stunt to hype the Hulkamania tour of Australia... Ric Flair attacks Hulk Hogan during a press conference, leaving him a bloody mess. What year? 2009. What the fuck? Which is after Flair retired at WrestleMania. The whole Shawn Michaels match? Yeah. Okay. So I think he did one loop overseas wrestling Hogan that I like never heard about. I never heard that either. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said that some news outlets were like reporting it as a, as a, fucking real life thing and then other ones had to come up and be like this is an angle for a television <laughs> show <laughs> uh 2012 wwe broadcast survivor series in the main event cm punk retained the wwe championship in a triple threat match against ryback and john cena fucking ryback he's in all these main events that we've been talking about that's the only yeah. reason why i even included that because i was like dude that motherfucker uh he had a run though. Yeah. And it was almost a little too late. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a little bit of time there where fans were behind. They were it. going nuts for him. He had the whole, yeah, he had the, the big pop when he come out, you feed know, me more, the feed me more shit. Yes. It all, it all became very canned very quickly though. Like the, it did. he would do like the same, like little pose things before he, would, I don't, I don't know. It got, it all got really, really old, really fast. Quick. Sure. But you're right. There was a window there that they could have capitalized on, and they didn't. Which they never do, really. Yeah, it's very rare. That's why the whole Daniel Bryan yes movement, I'm really shocked that, that, that they actually did it. You know what I mean? Right. That took a long time, too, though. Or the Leon Ruff uh, clamoring. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, that was it for the um, On This Day Pro in pro wrestling history. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. Retro Raw Review. We are in New Haven Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. We are hot off the heels of the Survivor Series 1996. Did you watch that? We should probably dive into that before we dive into Raw because... No. I saw, um, I saw some clips. On Raw. <laughs> You sloppy <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, sir, okay, Survivor Series 1996. The show itself, uh, pretty good. You watch it? Yeah. Okay. Of course I watched I thought, it. Man, I thought you were going off memory. No. I remember you saying, I don't remember the Steve Austin Bret Hart thing last week, so I was like, well, Oh, maybe it was it, great, by the way. Was it good? It was the, great. The clips look good. Um, so... All three of the Survivor Series matches were very mishmashy. All those teams were like, really seemed thrown together. Like you oh, just yeah. looked at the ones, like the Jerry Lawler, Goldust. You know that whole every sure. single one was kind of thrown together. The only one that had any sort of semblance of normalcy was the tag team one. Okay, because it was just like Bulldog and Owen, Owen. and 
I think it was the new rockers. No, they were in the pre-show. I don't know. They were, they were, it was another heel tag team against yeah, Phil Fawn and, and the uh, hog farmers. Yeah, that came out of nowhere to me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what happened? I should, I should have watched the Survivor Series. Yes, because as I'm going to get into here, um, pretty historical night as far as like the landscape goes in the WWF. Uh, Rocky Maivia makes his in-ring debut. Uh, he was the sole survivor in his match. Debut of the Nation of Domination yep. with Farouk. At this point, it's just Farouk, Clarence Mason, and PG-13. Okay. Um, that match ends in a no contest because about five minutes in, I don't know if they were running short on time or what it was, but all of a sudden it's just a big free-for-all. You know, all the guys are in the ring battling. Ref can't keep control of it. Just so rings throws the bell, it out. throws it out kind of thing. Do we ever get the other PG-13 dude's name i have it in my notes All somewhere right. i have it in the retro raw so okay. we'll get to that okay. um it's jc ice yes jc ice and yes. wolfie and d, wolfie d. yes <laughs> um so debut of doug furnace and phil lafon i don't remember these dudes at all they weren't they who? weren't there too long but they who? did have a title run i'm almost sure really yes who and where and where what the they fuck? worked in new japan i think before coming here no shit yeah interesting um both of those guys were survivors in their contest they ended up beating the bulldog and owen to the tag team champions to win their survivor right. series match gotcha uh this was the debut of the undertaker's new look remember vince yes. was kind of teasing that that was in my notes too so that's like the i think they call it like the prince of darkness era or what i call it teardrop taker tear oh i like that <laughs> i like that <laughs> but yeah so no longer wearing the mortician gloves and the whole get up it's i mean he's still all in black but Just he doesn't goth looking. Yeah, kinda. no hat, right? Yeah, no hat. Goth. That's probably the way to go. And yeah, he's got that teardrop on his thing. The teardrop tat. He definitely works a more like aggressive style. Yeah, it's it's not so zombie like. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's up for. He wants to just come kill you. And that match doesn't do a whole lot for me, to be honest with you. Uh, Taker does get the win, just as he's about to get his hands on Paul Bearer. Uh, Executioner comes out yep. and lays into him. Okay. Um, what else? Um, Jake Roberts replaced Mark Henry in one of the mishmash matches. Uh, Mark Henry was pulled to a leg injury. That used to happen all the time in Survivor Series. You remember that? <laughs> yes. You'd just be like, oh, I guess this guy's here now instead of <laughs> that guy. <laughs> and do you remember one of the matches did have a mystery partner? Yes. Who was that? Soup, soup, super fly. Oh, I did see him come out. Jimmy I was like, Snuka, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before. He was the mystery partner with the debuting Flash Funk. That's the first Flash Funk match. I thought so. When he Ooh. was in his, in his pimp gear. Yeah. Came out <laughs> with the two chicks, the Funkettes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Flash Funk, as we know as Too Cold Scorpio, he wrestled an ECW house show the night before Survivor Series. That's awesome. I found that good in, for him. Right. Um, he was kick-ass in ECW. Yes. He was kick-ass in WCW. Yes. Tagging with Bagwell and yeah. shit. They were great. Um, so he teamed with the, t the team was, uh, who was the, uh, oh, it was Savio Vega, Flash Funk, Jimmy Snuka, Jimmy Snuka and Yoko Zuna, which so this is Yokozuna's last match in WWE. Oh, Wow. So, so many debuts, yeah. Yoko's last match, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, they go 30 minutes, and it is a fucking bananas match. I should go I back mean, and watch it. it's not as good as the WrestleMania 13 match, but it is right up there, man, and it's yeah. good. They're doing a lot of brawling on the outside. The refs let them get away with a lot of stuff. I've seen the slingshot to Bret, like, onto the announce table. Yep. That was pretty sweet. Yep, that was cool. Um it's funny because a lot of people, including Steve Austin, will talk about that WrestleMania 13 match. And he's like, it was a submission match. I don't know any damn submissions. It's like, but in this match, first of all, Steve, you were using the million dollar dream as oh, a submission yeah. for like months. That was so you your do. thing. Yeah. So you do. Um, but in this match, he uses a, a Texas Cloverleaf. There you go. 
he tries to apply a sharpshooter, but it doesn't pan out. But he does apply the million-dollar dream. Yeah. And Bret Hart finagles his way into the corner, kicks up. Yeah. Austin doesn't Off let go. Austin doesn't let go oh. of the million-dollar dream and gets the pin, or Bret gets the pin that way. Oh, got you. So it's a pretty sweet uh, finish that doesn't hurt Steve. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, you just got one over on him. Like, right. he had you I'm in a chokehold. Yes. You just happened to get his fucking... Shoulders, shoulders down, down for three. Sure. Um, but yeah, so as far as, like I said, the landscape of WWF goes, that was a pretty pivotal night. What was, um, when you brought up uh, Flash Funk, wasn't Tight, was his name Titus? Um, he's now like a Fox News guy. Mm. The Funkus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay. What about him? He did bring up a lot that of Brodus Clay vibes. Th- that's the, funk, the same gimmick, the right? The Funkadactyls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, it like, is the same gimmick. Flash Funk used to dance. He'd have the girls. I'm like, yeah, that's the same guy. Brodus thing. Clay was a little less pimp-like, but. Right. Yeah. About as pimp-like as you can get away with in, you know, whenever Brodus Clay was around. Right. Tyrus is the Tyrus. name you're thinking of when he's in, um, he's in uh, Impact, right? He was. Well, now he's just on Fox Fox News. News. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you, Tyrus. Hey, man. So let's get into Raw then, because I feel like, I feel like without doing that little gloss over of the Survivor Series, we would have been, were you, did you feel a little lost? Because Uh, yeah, because they're showing me clips and I'm like, okay, that's weird. Oh, didn't know. Is he, have I seen like, especially Flash Funk? I'm like, I don't (laughs) think I've seen him yet. And then, uh, yeah, I even wrote down the new look for the Undertaker. I'm like, oh, well, this is it. I forgot. Tier two. Teardrop taker. I like it. (laughs) Well, as the show starts, we immediately hear the glass break and see Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's making his way to the ring. Uh, During his classic match with Bret Hart at last night's Survivor Series, Vince said that Austin would be taking on Vader tonight. But I guess that isn't the case due to Vader suffering an injury at the hands of Yokozuna the previous night. They showed the clip. He did get slammed pretty hard on one of his shoulders. It did look a little funky, but I was like, I don't know if... I'm not 100% on that either because in also in doing my research, originally, instead of Sid, oh, Sid won the title. Oh, at, yeah. At the start. I spoiled that for you last week, but <laughs> that was, let me, let me just run that back quick. So the match is going on. It's a pretty good match. At a certain point, um, a cameraman gets up on the apron, mm-hmm. a la King of the Ring 94. Three, yeah, and uh, Sid takes the big old camera from him, and it looks like he's gonna waffle Sean with it. And then Jose Lothario gets up on the apron. He then waffles Jose Lothario with the camera. Sid snapped, and HBK hits sweet chin music, but then rolls out to check on his mentor. Right. Uh, Sid then rolls to the outside, grabs the camera, bashes HBK with it. Oh, okay. Tosses him back in. Hits the power bomb one two three. It's dirty pool. Hey man, he's the master and the ruler of the world. It's true. <laughs> he's it's not a- the ruler of an interview segment. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Brit man. <laughs> yes, I got that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so, but what I was getting at originally with when I started that is the original plans were that Vader was to win the title at Survivor Series. Off of Sean. Off of Sean. Gotcha. But Sean didn't care too much for Leon. Stinky Leon. And was kind of politicking. And I, they had that one match at a pay-per-view not that long ago that I thought Yeah, was the pretty, mind games. Yeah, right? I thought yeah. that was very good. Um, remember, he did botch a spot at the SummerSlam show. I definitely know that. Um, but so, yeah, and, and, and actually the next In Your House is called In Your House, It's Time. It was su- clearly supposed to be Vader winning the title. Oh, no shit. They didn't <laughs> change that? No, they didn't. Wow. They, they did not. Anyways, we're off track. But so I don't know if this was a kayfabe injury or an actual injury, to be honest with you. If it was kayfabe, at least they went back and showed us a spot in the match the previous night. That, like, Where you could oh, buy it. might have yeah, done Yeah, for sure. So anyways, Mankind is stepping in, and Mankind races down the aisle. He jumps Steve before he can make his way to the ring. Off the get. And both men brawl on the outside for a couple minutes before eventually rolling into the ring and getting the match started. It is a tough man contest, which is what Vince McMahon keeps saying. Yeah, I don't know. they kept saying that, but it, I didn't... 
Yeah, I like don't the, know what they mean by that. Like, I don't either. And it, the ref would uh, uh, stop it after after like a choke before five. Yeah, it was like and the like, ref is enforcing all of the yes, rules. There's a pin. There wasn't like a. The only thing I can think of is when the guys are battling on the outside. And I'm not talking about before the match starts, but there was plenty of battling on the outside. Maybe no count out. There was, the ref was definitely not counting. Yeah. They were doing a lot of barricade stuff. Yes, dude. There was tons of barricade stuff. Good it stuff. Was, yeah. It was a, it was a brutal match. Um, it was good. Yeah. Good brawler type back and forth. Yeah. Steve gets tossed into the steps one time really hard. Mankind into the barricade. Like you said, he like lands on it. That was like perfect. It looked great. They did a couple uh, moves on the apron, which you didn't generally yeah. see. I don't know. It was good. It was definitely good stuff. Um, also might've been the first time I ever saw Stone Cold do the old stomp a mud hole spot. Yeah, I think so too. Cause I noticed it and I was or, like, I don't think least, I've seen him do that before. At least, uh, accentuated. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, after about 10 minutes, Paul Bear leaves the ringside area. He returns with the executioner. What a shitty fucking outfit. <laughs> Why? Wow, he looks just like an executioner. He does, but I just <sighs> look at mankind. Yes. And then look at the executioner. You're like, one went to Kmart in the <laughs> Halloween aisle. Yeah, Party City. Yeah, totally. I was like, God, you made that cool master mankind. You couldn't have jazzed up the executioner a little bit. And I guess not. <laughs> well, he hits the ring. He attacks Austin, thus ending the match in a disqualification. The heels team up on Steve until the Undertaker comes down. He clears the ring. But then Austin clotheslines the Undertaker over the top rope. Take it unlike that. He lands right on his feet. He re-enters the ring, and Stone Cold takes a powder. Yeah, he's gone. Back from break, they show a wide shot of the crowd, and Vince is like, is that who I think it is? And I'm like, I can't see a fucking, like, what the fuck are you seeing here? I did the same thing. I don't know where to look. I'm I actually like, thought that there was, like, a fan got in the ring, and they're like, let's not show that. Let's just show the fucking crowd. Right, yeah, because it was terrible. It was like, I, I'm i just seeing a crowd, buddy. Where, who, what, when? That's, that, that's Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> it's like, oh, it is? I guess. I did, like, when they cut to him, and he's, like, signing all the yeah. weird shit, like any fans are just giving them like anything. <laughs> they here's a popcorn fucking carton. Like Can when I gave it, um, uh, men on a mission, Mo, my Tatanka foam. Tomahawk oh, that's right. Sign. He did sign <laughs> it. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, any port in a storm. <laughs> and I think it was somebody had a picture of doink and then bam, bam, big old came out. No, I had a poster of Mabel. Okay. He was feuding with Mabel. There's another. All right, maybe. I think I'm almost right. sure. Okay. I think what you're thinking about happened on a Raw. <laughs> no. Yes. I remember. <laughs> he, Bam Bam Bigelow wiped his butt with my Mabel sign. Yes, but I think I was trying to get Doink started. Somebody was and had a picture of Doink because it was like the Hasbro uh, ad in the back of the WWF magazine. Classic. So it was like a big close up of his face. Yep. And instead of saving that for doing, <laughs> they put it in Bam Bam's face and he just ripped it up. And it's like, well now what am I going to have doing? So let me borrow your Tatanka phone. <laughs> uh, like you said, Ahmed Johnson, he sits down in the crowd. He takes a seat amongst the fans Sonny's music hits. She makes her way down to the commentary table. In the cow skirt. Yeah, she's here to introduce Farouk, who is the leader of the new faction, the Nation of Domination, which we covered. Uh, he comes to the ring carrying a two-by-four, and he's flanked by Clarence Mason and PG-13. They're doing their best job of rapping down the aisle. Pretty brutal. It's pretty bad. NOD's in the house. A lot of in the house back <laughs> yeah, then. of course. Everybody was in the house. WWF was in your house. That's true. <laughs> uh, match two is Farouk versus Savio Vega. And as the match starts, they show Ahmed in the stands. They have a spotlight on him for the whole match. And he's not like ringside. He's way he's, up there. He's like second level, yeah. like on the aisle. And they have a spotlight just boom on him. I'd be so pissed if I was sitting next to him and I got to deal with that fucking light. Yeah, for 10 but I can't minutes. see the match. <laughs> I've already got his autograph. This is bullshit. <laughs> Farouk, he is pretty dominant this whole match. Uh, he hits Savio with a barrage of suplexes, a spine buster. Uh, he keeps taunting Ahmed Johnson. 
Hey, you get rid of a blue helmet and you're happy as shit. Yes. <laughs> Anything's an upgrade, right? right? Vega eventually does get in some offense. And at one point he attempts a superplex. Something is completely botched. On I this. had to go back and watch this one. So did I. Uh, and I was just like, I think they fucking fell. They just <laughs> <laughs> You fucking fell. You fucking fell. <laughs> it was rough. It was they, brutal. They got right. They got right up and. And kept it kept it going, and that's why you can tell it wasn't planned because a spot that bad for you to just get right up and get oh, right back in the point. ring. Great point. That was not planned, dude. And, and I think they even the announcers try to cover up at that point. Like you don't see that everywhere, and it's just these type of athletes that can get up and get get back at it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. They all fell. You were thanking God that they were both all right. Where do you think they're trying to go? Just okay. like a front suplex? No, thing? I I think. I'm not a hundred percent, but I think I think you know Savio was going to go for it. Farouk was probably going to block it, and maybe even like a, a you know fake like the you're going to psych out, yeah. And I think somebody just slipped or I don't know. It was fucked up, dude. They both just tumble over the ring post to the outside. Yeah, they're both big dudes. I was too. surprised that they both got up as fast they're as they did. They're lucky they didn't. Yeah, they didn't hurt themselves. It was nuts, man. Um, Savio Vega goes for a crossbody. He misses. He flies out of the ring. And one of the PG-13 cronies hits him with the two-by-four behind the referee's back. Rolls him into the ring where Farouk pins him. And then Ahmed runs down to the ring, grabs a board, clears the ring. Looks like his kidneys healed up and the feud is picking up where it left off. He starts that uh, famous, you're going down. You're <laughs> <Yeah>. going down. <laughs> Gets the crowd going a little bit. Gets the people going. Gets the people going. Um, his... Promo was terrible. Like, again, I couldn't understand most of it. I yeah. did understand you're going down, so props to him on that. Um, karate Fighters Holiday Tournament time. We got Bob Backlund versus Sonny. Sonny, uh, who Lawler says he loves the way she turns the knob. <laughs> did you catch that? Twist those knobs. Oh, twist those knobs. <laughs> did I catch it? <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> Sonny does defeat Backland. Uh, the The camera then goes to Vince McMahon. He is talking about last night's um, main event with Sid and uh, HBK and all that. He is like gushing over Shawn Michaels. That Madison Square Garden crowd hated Shawn Michaels. Really? And I think Vince is trying to be like, he's the good guy. Damage control here. I got soundbite. As we stated before, we are hopeful that Shawn Michaels is going to join us here live. It's doubtful that he will. He accompanied Jose Lothario back to San Antonio. Vince sounds pretty hoarse Jose here, Lothario too. Jose Lothario refused medical attention last night in Madison yeah. Square Garden, refused to go to the hospital. Hopefully, he is resting comfortably as we speak at home. Nonetheless, if we can reflect back on those events and reflect back on what kind of a reign, what kind of a champion was Shawn Michaels, not that he won't be again. Don't count him out. Michaels... Obviously, the most charismatic WWF champion we've ever had. Certainly the most flamboyant. The greatest showman, perhaps, in the history of the WWF. But a lot of people don't like it. Let's face it. He dances. He has long hair. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is somewhat of a ladies' man. He's cocky and he's arrogant, man. All right, go ahead. I'll even give you that. That's right. But he's conceited. Last night, Shawn Michaels proved something, I think, to everyone. Took off those when glasses, When Michaels had too. the opportunity, perhaps, to retain the WWF title after the super kick. Michaels went outside to aid his mentor, Jose Lothario. To help Jose Lothario, in essence, he cared more about his fellow man than he did the WWF championship. In my mind, that speaks volumes for Shawn Michaels. Yes, he may be a ladies' man, but considering <laughs> what he did last night, Shawn Michaels proved beyond a shadow of a doubt as far as I'm concerned, he's a man's man. <laughs> And deserving of a rematch with Sid. <laughs> I love that you told me that the MSG crowd, like, oh, they did that not makes like him. So much more sense. They did not like him because I was like, this is weird. <laughs> like, he like had, yeah, it was like his bifocals or he was like trying to do damage nose. control. Yeah, and he like took him off and was all serious and it was, that, yeah, it was just funky to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. All right, so then we are on to match three. Which is the last match of the show. Um, I don't really want to say main event because we do have an in-ring with Sid that closes the thing out. So mm, Yeah. Did you see <laughs> Captain Lou? Yes, that's in my notes here. 
it, match three is Bob Holly and Leaf Cassidy versus Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Uh, this is Furness and LaFon's raw debut. They debuted the night before. Captain Lou Albano, I think, started towards the ring with the heels. Yes, he and, did. And then realized that he was like with the wrong dudes and like, <laughs> yeah. and then just kind of like milled about until uh, Furnace and LaFawn came out and he followed them to the ring. Yes. Takes a seat at the Spanish announce table. <laughs> and like, I don't know if he was actually speaking. It sounded pretty good. It did sound pretty good. But then it also sounded like he was making shit up. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he got a wrong cue or if it was all on purpose and he's trying to be like kind of funny. Like, I'm I don't know if he's like losing his marbles, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was like, okay, I don't know who these guys are. Captain Lou's here. Is he managing these guys? I'm like, what the fuck is And he never on? came to sit down to the English table. No, they like talked to him for early. You could overhear him or whatever saying. Yeah. That was bizarre. It's very, very bizarre, <laughs> dude. Um, Bob Holly, he's filling in for Marty Jannetty, who tweaked his ankle and chipped a bone in his foot in the Survivor Series free for all match uh, the night before. Is that, do we check that out? That's not just. That's real. Okay. That's real. That's not never, just Marty being Marty. Never know with Marty. Um, also, there is a woman in the second row. She's wearing like a black and white jacket and she is yapping away on a cell phone like the entire match. Really? Yeah. I and it that. really struck me as weird. Like she's wave she's on the phone, she's like waving at the camera and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I didn't, be I didn't rich have, to a, have a cell phone in nineteen ninety six. And dude. it didn't even look that big. So I was like, is this a I thought I discovered a time traveler, dude. Oh, is what I thought. I gotta go back and look now. You, I took a picture of her. You did? Yes. Yeah. Um, I took a picture of her. Let me see if I can pull it up while we're talking about this. Um, Furnace and LaFon get the win uh, with like a half Nelson suplex type maneuver. What would you call that? I don't know. Half, that, that perfectly describes it at least, right? Yeah, I didn't have a name for it either. I, I called it something weird too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like part... I, I like the way you said it. Let's go with that. They didn't, ha they didn't have a name. Oh, man, dude. Like all good time travelers, they don't let you get a, get a picture of them. I swear to God, I took a fucking picture <laughs> of this broad. She already went back in time and relate, re erased it. Yes. <laughs> oh, good, my God. She's good. She learned, she learned from the dude from the Mike Tyson fight. Seriously, though. <laughs> I was, like, baffled because it wasn't even that big looking. And I'm like, 1996? It's like, I have one in 1999, uh, I had one in 2000. 2000. Like, late 2000. they're pretty big. Yeah. They're Nokias or Prime Co's. I looked point. into it. It's possible. Okay. She's rich. <laughs> she was paid. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> next up, we get the newly crowned WWF champion, Psycho Sid. He makes his ring way to the ring where Jim Ross is waiting to interview him. Uh, when asked if he has any remorse when it comes to what he did to Shawn Michaels or the 62-year-old Jose Lothario. Damn. He says no, because when Jose got up on the apron, he put his ass in the game. That's I was right. like, this is a softball analogy, I feel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a game, Sid. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, what about, um? so is is Jim Ross done be with, with the bitterness? I don't think so. He was still kind of like that on Survivor Series. He was? Yeah. But him and McMahon were pretty nice to each other tonight. Yeah. There was there was definitely... He was definitely bitter JR at Survivor Series. Okay. 100%. So they might have... Who knows? This might have been a turning point. I'm not sure. Like McMahon laughed or something, or you got that right, JR? I don't know. They just seemed chummy. He wasn't He wasn't definitely as bitter as, as he's been. No, there was 100% some digs on Survivor Series. I can't think of them at, at, at this moment, but there okay. definitely was. Um. Sid says that he's going to be a fighting champion. His first test is going to be Bret Hart at the next In Your House. That's on December 15th. He does flub a couple lines. Yeah, some world, world in this world wrestling federation. You have to face me, Bret man. Hit man. Bret man, hit man. <laughs> also, Sid is so big that that winged eagle belt looks like a, like a child's belt around his waist. Yeah, it looks Did like, you notice that? It, yeah, it looks like... um. Like the figure belts that 
You it, put it, put on the figure. It <laughs> almost like, looks like a normal tight. sized belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks like he has a belt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> like if he was in Texas, that's a regular yeah, ass I'd belt. Just be walking through. He is huge. He's so big, dude. And um, I do remember back in the day, like that image of the, so was that at Survivor Series where they, he actually had like the Sid and like the sparklers yeah. like behind him? I, I think he kind of has it for this run. Okay. Like, you know, the champion usually gets some sort of like treatment. Yep. Sean, um, whether it's Sean with the fireworks or whatever, um, th you'll see the Sid thing. I mean, it's not a one and done. Sure. They're going to have this for a while. Um, Sid goes off the air. Or Raw goes off the air with Sid touting that he is the master and the ruler of the world. And his music hits. It's a pretty nice little send off. Yeah, um, new champ. It was a good Raw. It was good Raw. It was um, especially when you look at the matches on paper, you're like, this, this sucks. But no, I was entertained. I was too the whole time. And it's a, uh, it's, you know, we're starting new stuff. Like, you know what I mean? It's it, well, not all new, but pretty, pretty much. Yeah. But, uh, you have Sid still fighting with Sean, even though the next opponent's Brett. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Savio or, uh, Ahmed and Farouk, but different Farouk. Whole it's, different it ballgame. It's uh new, but different. Yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah. Same, but different. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, join us next week for the retro raw review. We are going to take a look at the November 25th, 1996 edition of WWF Monday Night Raw as we keep going down the path. You're going down. You're going down. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right, news. Uh, Mattel, they've put up a poll for the next fan choice. We still haven't seen any of those ones that... Um, they did the first time? Yeah, this, they've, they've done a few different waves, and we haven't seen any of them hit yet. But I guess, you know, it takes a while for the production to go on and all that jazz. Right. Um, but this is for an ultimate, um, and it's going to be an Amazon exclusive, as far as I can tell. And it's HBK who already has an ultimate. He's got like the 1996 or I'm sorry, 1997 Survivor Series ultimate. Uh, this is going to be a choice between King of the Ring 95, Survivor Series 95 and King of the Ring 96. Now, both of the King of the Ring attires are very, very similar. Uh, they have like those little like mirrors all over. Oh, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? I never liked that. I never did either. The King of the or the uh, Survivor Series 95 that is more of the, it's like the red and white chaps and yep. the fucking, I think that one's going to win hands down. I would think so too. I um, hope so. So yeah, that's, that's that. Um, Ringside Collectibles, they have a new exclusive up. It's already shipping. I saw people getting shipping notices today. Uh, they just announced it um, Friday, I think it was. Oh, wow. It's that Blood Brothers with Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Oh yeah, that was we literally cool. saw images of it Friday, and then today people are like, "I just got a notification that it shipped," and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Hmm. Like that is crazy fast turnaround. If it's true, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's an AEW two pack. It's their first two pack. It's the uh, Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. The figures are all bloody. Uh, they depict the bloodbath of a match that they had at the Double or Nothing 2019. That was awesome. Dustin was. Uh, I mean, I've never seen a guy. With, I mean, the blood was like, I can't even say dripping. It it's like was a like, faucet. it was like a fault. It was like yeah. if someone turned on a faucet, like halfway. Yeah. It was fucking <laughs> insane, dude. Well, it wasn't, I don't want to exaggerate. It was, it's like a halfway faucet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm laughing because it was nuts. I remember that. I was like, Jesus oh, Christ. Crazy, man. Uh, series two of the championship showdown two packs. They're in stock at ringside. These are the ones that come with the two figures and the championship side plates. Oh yeah. And it's always like a rivalry, at least so far. Um, it's this wave includes Bobby Lashley versus Booker T Randy Orton versus John Cena and the rock versus triple H. And they are basic figures. So I'm, I'm kind of out. Um, but when you get, you know, you get two figures and these two side plates are for like 25 bucks. It's not a bad, it's a good deal. It's not a bad deal at yeah. all. Um, I especially like 
I tried to get my uh, nephew, Rhino, into wrestling maybe two or three years ago. Like, I thought he was at a good age. He was probably like six or seven, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you go to you go to Walmart and you grab, a, you know, a basic ring for 15 or 20 bucks. Right. And then a battle pack for 15 or 20. Like, 30 bucks, it's like you got you, you set a kid up with a ring and two figures. Like, that's <laughs> that should be the launching point. It should. It didn't take. Didn't stick? No. I remember it was a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, two-pack. Oh, that's a great starter. I thought so, too. Oh, man. That's funny you say that because as soon as you said the basic thing, I immediately thought of my nephew. And I... <laughs> He was over on Halloween and he was playing with some of the checking out the new additions and I've, you know, given him extras or whatever. And my sister said that he's like, look, he's asking for wrestlers for his birthday. I love that. And he, one of the, all right. He, he like, he said he liked Elias <clears throat> and John Cena. Nice. Guess which one I found. John, John Cena. Cena. And I, he opened it and he was so bummed cause he already had, he already had it. Oh no. <laughs> he was like, like <laughs> exhaling deeply and he was like thank you like you know he's like but i already have it and i'm like i get it but i'm like we have to get you a new one so i knew i'd like i think i told you i screwed up on e- ebay and like ordered two. yes so i'm like you're getting a brutus beefcake <laughs> <laughs> possibly a sting now <laughs> fantastic um the new day were announced as characters in the upcoming Gears of War Five for the Xbox. So is that one dude from the from the um, the image I saw? I don't think so. They're like behind each I other. I think it's three dudes. Yeah, I thought it was like some because cool I saw Woods by himself in one. Oh, okay. I thought they were like some super Goro creature or something. Maybe you know? they're getting there in gear. I stopped after like Gears of War two. I just don't like I something with it. the gameplay is like very clunky to me that is I it? yeah, I just didn't care for it. Um, but Gears of War four, Batista was like the main character. Oh yeah. His name wasn't Batista, but it was like, you know, whatever the main character is, but he, it was his, definitely his likeness and right. his voice and shit. I remember so that. I guess the trend continues and I don't know if WWE has like a deal with, Gears of War. I don't know who makes that game, but I think that's why pretty uh, cool. My Selena got let go. Uh, yes. Um, well, we'll talk about that real quick too. So Zelina Vega apparently released due to the fact that she wants to, well, she, she's like big in the Twitch community mm-hmm. and then she opens up an OnlyFans account Yeah, and this comes on the heels of WWE, like giving their talent 30 days to like knock all this shit off. Right. Which is stupid. It is because it's more publicity for your company. I guess. You'd think. Yeah. So, so then she, then she opened up about, we need to unionize or whatever. And then 10 minutes later, you gone, you gone, which sucks. Cause she's awesome. She was awesome. Um, she can't do it during the pandemic era, which is what I'm calling this until it's over. She carried fucking raw for like months. Like, yeah, that was the only exciting thing going on. Do you remember when there was like, she had her trio of like, uh, Andrade, uh, Angel, Angel Garza, and Austin Theory was with them for a while, right? And they would they would literally be four or five segments out of out of a fifteen segment show. Totally, would be them. yep. Or she cut a promo too. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's You're nuts, right. man. Yeah. Um, I also heard that some of the talent was mad that Pritchard gets to continue with you know something to wrestle with. Technically, that's a different show. But I guess as long as he doesn't do current product. So is New Day. But okay. New Day still gets to do up, up, down, down. They do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it might be under some sort of WWE umbrella. But probably. at the same time, probably. Pritchard's not considered talent. He's an office guy. I think there's a difference there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I'm not sure. I, I think they should all be allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And if they fuck up and do something terrible on one of these other platforms, then you then, punish them or get rid yes, of them. I don't that's know. That's when you do that. Not yeah. I agree. Um, speaking of New Day, though, uh, Walmart has a deal going on right now. You can order a signed Elite seventy nine Big E for twenty five bucks through Walmart.com. Match my tattoo. Sure would, man. Like <laughs> after shipping, you're in for like 32 bucks. I think you should see how it goes. All right. Uh, this is the first time that anything like this has been announced. Um, people are skeptical because Walmart's notoriously bad with like pre-orders and things really? like that. Um, but let's see what happens. I think it's kind of neat that you can you can order a signed figure through Walmart and yeah. we'll see what happens. Could be the new way. It's a new way. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Um, okay. New arrivals. You got anything? 
Oh, what a rush. I got LOD Hasbro's. Nice. All the spikes intact? You know, no. <laughs> they're always missing like a couple. I was down here looking at yours. I'm like, I wonder if he has all the spikes. Do I? I'm sure they're gone. No. I'm sure there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple missing. You like find mine. them. You you can find them in pretty good shape, though. I mean, I think my LOD, for the most part, is in pretty decent shape. Yeah. Um, Again, yeah, you get that you get that rando spike that's missing. You play with these things, man. That's what right. do you want? It's right. They're out of the package. What do you think is going to happen to that spike? Anything else? Dudley. Uh, nope, that was it. I already told you about Sid, right? Sid. Vicious. Galoob? Hasbro. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about last week. Ten Sid fingers. Justice. Sid, oh, sorry. Sid Justice. God, Adam. <laughs> didn't even know what shit it was. <laughs> he didn't even know what Sid's name was in 1992. Um, I got a few, uh, it's probably been maybe a couple months ago now. Um, this gal, her, her, uh, Instagram handle is marge.jpg. Oh yeah. The pin gal, right? Yeah. So she's like a cake decorator in her real life, but she does these awesome enamel pins. Yes, they are. Awesome. And I got some from her maybe, I don't know, a couple months ago or whatever. I think I showed these to you the other night when you were over here for ball for a ball. Yep. Um, but she did this <laughs> series with uh, Cactus Jack and Vader where Jack's ears like hanging on yes. a chain and, and Vader's eyeballs eyeball. hanging <laughs> on a chain. These are so That's rad, so dude. so brilliant. Um, and they're nice size pins too. Um, they have, like I said, the little chain. It's They're fucking Yeah, the cool. chain hangs down off of the pin and they were like, it was like a, 25 like a ship for the pair that's yeah that's perfect you can't beat that no. man um and then i was out and about today and i stopped at a walmart you know you're out you're when you're working and you got to pee it's like why would i stop at a gas station when there's a walmart over there i can yeah. run in and check for some figs of course um because i have a whole debacle going on right now with the post office about a well i'll just tell you it was a I ordered from a guy in a group, a Jack's Classic Superstar, okay. Paul Bearer, Ooh. autographed. Oh, boy. I didn't pay a whole lot. Um, oh, boy. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but no, it wasn't like a super expensive figure or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, I was like, dude, you know, Paul Bearer is not with us anymore. So he's not signing anything else. Right. And... I was like, this, this would just look cool on the wall. I don't know, man. And the price was right. And I order it from the guy. And then last, last Monday I get shipping, I get tracking from the guy. I'm like, cool. Um, Friday rolls around, actually Saturday rolls around. I'm like, I should have seen that package by now, you know? And I, I like look at the tracking says delivered Friday on the porch. Mm. And there was no fucking package delivered on the porch. And so then I got to go through the, then I go back to messenger where I made the deal with the guy. Yeah. Make sure everything was kosher there. Yeah. Well, it's not fucking kosher because I wrote down in my reply to him when he asked for the address. Oh no. 306 Oakland Avenue. Shit. And my address is 307. So you can imagine my finger just, you know, yeah, hit, yeah. It was I, close. Did, I did it all on the it phone. Was close. Right? Um, so this would not probably that be that big of a deal, except for there is no 306 Oakland Avenue. Across the street, Tracy's house is 304. It then bumps right to 308 at the uh, Airbnb. No. So I'm like, motherfucker, like, where would they put it? And I'm like, now I'm scoping the neighborhood. I'm like, maybe if the guy hand wrote it, like maybe they thought it maybe it was 300 because the house on the corner is 300. And that fucking door was propped open a little bit. And I'm like, I bet that package is sitting Just right sitting there. So like, and in this era, like you got to fuck. Uh, I know everybody in my neighborhood yes. and I've had correspondence with that guy in the corner, but I don't know him. Right. It's like the one guy on my block. You don't want to just go up and open the door. So I got to like throw the mask on. I go and I clearly that. So I go to the door and I kind of open it. There's, there's no package there, but now I'm on the guy's porch and I can see he's in there watching TV. So I have to knock and he answers and he's like, sorry, I don't have a mask on. I'm like, Oh, no worries. Like I got the mask on. Uh, just wondering if by any chance you received a package on Friday that was addressed to me, um, I've asked pretty much all the other neighbors cause I threw it out in like the group. Nobody's seen it. It's like motherfucker. He's like, Nope, haven't seen anything. So I'm like, okay. 
This was he sad. was wearing an Undertaker shirt. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> son of a bitch. He had an urn on the fucking coffee table. I saw it. You sure? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, man. Now get off my porch. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then, so that was Sunday. So my, cause when I checked that tracking, it was like 9 PM on Saturday. Oh, so no. at that point, you know, there's nothing you can do about it Saturday. So Sunday I'm scoping the neighborhood. Nobody's got it. Um, Monday call the post office. Yeah. They apparently they're having problems. Because oh, it's they, not a good time to, to, they, uh, to contact them. They said, we'll call you back <laughs> in, uh, anywhere between 49 and 160 minutes or something like that. I'm like, Okay. They're like, you won't lose your place in line. Do you want to call back? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, I'm not going to sit on the phone for two hours. And yes, uh, call me back. Um, I forgot. I even made the phone call. Like, that's how long it was. This guy calls. Hey, I'm Tony with the United States Postal Service. You know, you, you know, just checking up on this. He's like, I show the, uh, cause I had the tracking number written down. I gave him the tracking number. He's like, I show that it was uh, delivered at the porch. And I go, yes, but because the whole fucking thing is automated. Right, it's right, all right, right. automated. You don't get a chance to talk to anybody until they call you back. Here's the issue. Um, it was addressed to 306. I'm at 307. There is no 306. Right. So when it says it's scanned at a house, what do they do? Because yeah. none of my neighbors have it. Right. And he's like, well, maybe they would have brought it back to, you know, brought it back to the shop or whatever. But I said, well, well, then why would it be scanned in as delivered? Right. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. We are, we're going to find your package. We're going to get it back to you. And I'm like, oh God, here we Like, I highly doubt it. But, and my thing is too, like shipped Adam, this was like, I'd say $40 if that. So I'm not, I'm not even worried about the money. No, I am worried about the fact that there's a piece of wrestling memorabilia floating out there with an autographed from a dead man yes. that's not signing anything else, that's not going to a fucking toy museum like I have down here. Right. That irritates the shit out of me. And then the guy asks, Tony. What is it? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like I got to ask, uh, what is the contents of the package? And I go, uh, it's an action figure. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, you can hear him clicking away on his computer and shit. And he's like, uh, just curious. What kind of action figure? And I'm like, you like pro wrestling? And he's like, or I go, do you know professional wrestling? And he's like, yeah, I know some professional wrestling. And I'm like, it's Paul, but it's a Paul Bearer action figure. He's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and I'm like, it's signed. I need to find <laughs> Tony. I need to find this package. He's like, we're gonna find it. We're gonna find it. And I'm like, how do you know we're gonna find it? He says that they do geo tracking. Oh no shit. So that he can tell apparently where exactly where because yes. here's the other thing. I have the ring doorbell. Yeah. So this thing says it was delivered at like, you know, 1228 or whatever. Mm -hmm. My mail came like 15 minutes later. So he's it's around it's here. Like it's somewhere around here. But he's saying that there's that they can actually track exactly what house he was in front of when he, when scanned, he scanned that it. motherfucker. Right. And that he'll, you know, I don't know what channels they go through, but he, he I got a fucking claim in, I got a case number, I got all this get shit. It. I believe Tony. So Tony, then, don't eat that shit, Tony. Tony says to me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We go find that shit, Tony. Tony, Tony we says, go find uh, that shit, Tony. We're gonna find it. Um, here's your case number. Can I help you with anything else? I go. Yes, you can. Tony, who's your favorite pro wrestler? <laughs> what did Tony say? Did he have an answer? Yes. He did? Okay. Yeah. Uh, two. I'll give you one. Two? E either one. But yeah, he did. The Rock. Are you going to guess two or no? And I, I, was, I thought you were going to tell me yes or no on that one. Um, and... I'll go John Cena. Tony said, I'm old school, man. Damn Hulk it. Hogan and Andre the Giant. Nice. I was like, thank you very much, Tony. God you have a great you, day. Um, but yeah, so I'll keep you. Hopefully, I keep you updated. Hopefully, I have the fucking figure by the we time we get this package record Tony. next week. Um, but no, that was that. Was that. Um, so I'm still waiting on that. Um, I don't really have a line. Oh, here's my other thing. So I ordered, or I was on one of those high spots things as I do, mm -hmm. um, last Thursday. And I, the only thing that I purchased was a signed promo from Razor Ramon, my guy. Nice. 
Um, that should be here by the time we record next week too. But there was a lot of people that wanted it and they only had a certain amount. Like they had 15 or something like that. And I was literally the last guy to get one. And all these people are upset about it. And then the guy says, don't worry. Uh, we're going to have Razor in in a few weeks. And I'm like, I have to put a pause on all my spending. I have to get my eBay up. shit in order. Because um, they always bring... Whoever the guest is on these shows, I mean, they usually bring fucking ring worn gear, all oh, kinds yeah. of shit. So I'm like, Turnbuckle I need to get this pads. fucker. I need to build this pipe, this PayPal like nobody's business. You sent me over Cal's PayPal for uh, fantasy football. Fucking ass. Guess where that's going? <laughs> the Razor's Edge. <laughs> um, no, but I I just got a stack. So the next couple of weeks are probably going to be a little light for me. Um, well, let's hope he's back on the wagon by then. But. I did, like I said, start up, stopped at a Walmart today and they had the big shipper with all the, uh, basically it was, um, mostly full of the decade of domination series one. Oh, really? <clears throat> so I grabbed me a nation of domination. Fucking Mark Henry. Well, here's the thing. That whole thing was almost empty. They had a couple elite 79s, but the, but they had like four. Uh, they didn't have much. They had uh, they had the word life John Cena, which I didn't oh, need. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the Randy Orton, like, rookie figure, which young, I didn't need. Randy. But I did need that Mark Henry because now. Uh, did he have a lamp gimmick? Is that when he made out with Mae Young or something? No. That's way before. Oh, it's. I it's a giant barbell that they added. They, for some <laughs> the reason, include that in every goddamn the one. The bottom of it was. Uh, I see what you're up. saying. I see what you're saying. It does look like a lamp. And then I got the uh, like debut Undertaker because I've already got a couple Undertakers, but I feel like Undertaker is one of those guys that has had so many looks that you could definitely. I mean, I'm only going to go up to like where my cutoff is, BC before Cena. Sure, but any no, no Undert- American any, badass for you? I think that was before. Ooh, it'd Cena. be close. It'd be close. I think that was before Cena. We might be able to crank up the Kid Rock for old Maddie oh. over there, or is it Limp Bizkit? I don't remember. Probably both. I'm sure the man has come out to both. Hey, man. <laughs> All right. that's So, yeah, that's it. Hopefully, I'll have an update on that Paul Bearer because, God damn it, I need that. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. Speaking of Undertaker, I watched the Brothers of Destruction. I did not. Eh. Did you watch the Mortician? I did. That was awesome. That was very good. I watched that. Me and uh, Kendra sat down and watched that. I love... um, off-camera Paul Bear. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's so funny. He, he reminded me of uh, Chris Farley. Yes, he like, right? gets his ass stuck in, in the, the chair. chair and he's, he's running around. He's like, oh, shut that off. Uh, <laughs> Anybody yeah. see my chair? Like, yeah. He was like fat guy in a little coat. Yes. Uh, he's like, Kane drives or something. He like, rolls down the window and talks to fans. <laughs> yeah, he said that Kane would have to put on like a towel or, or, a, ski or a ski mask. Yeah, so they're driving from the arena one time. And then... Paul just rolls on the window and yells at a bunch of fans. He goes, it's a miracle. Kane learned how to drive. <laughs> I really love that. He, that was a good story, dude. And I loved seeing him like Percival Pringle the third or whatever, where he was like super flamboyant. Um, Blonde hair and shit. Yeah. That was such a, such a departure from what we are used to yeah, seeing. We only knew him as, as Paul Bear. Yeah. Which has got to be. And I didn't know that uh, Hawk. Hawker yeah, Animal Hawk came gave up him it. the name. Ah, Paul Bearer. Yeah. Get it? That's fucking funny. <laughs> um, I hated the Paul Bearer um, era where he didn't dye his hair. It was and like brown. Like no hair, no makeup. Looks yeah, stupid. Yeah, it was weird. And he had that weird mustache that was brown too. Yeah, I didn't like that at Me all. Neither. But no, all in all, that was a... I mean, they always knock it out of the park for the most part with those documentaries. The the Brothers Destruction was good. Um they cover kind of some of the same stuff, but it's just fun because it's Kane and Taker. Like it's like a sit down, right? Yeah. So he's like, so that's why I would, like, I was like, that's not really a documentary. I don't know. No, but it was cool to hear some of the stuff like Kane asking him, you know, like how did the 
American badass thing even come to be? Like, what are you talking? You know, and he's like, kind of just wanted to ride my motorcycle to the ring. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit, like, like Austin's got an ATV. I want a fucking like, motorcycle. I was kind of tired of being the dead man. Like, I don't want to be handcuffed, man. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it was fun. I don't like um, Glenn Jacobs on those camera segments. Really? Yeah, he comes off as like hokey to me. And like, he I think he's a like, goof. Yeah, but he tries too hard. You think so? Yeah, he's like, little did I know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. One really cool thing on that. On I do that, love Glenn Jacobs. Okay. Uh, one really cool thing was it showed them in, uh, like, Taker came down to Smoky Mountain to face his name. Yes. Unibomb, his name was. Unibomb, yeah. Uh, Kane, Kane was. was. Yeah. And uh, Undertaker's like, match you do? Yeah. Oh, dude. He's like laying over the rope, or like on the apron. And Kane jumps up the fucking top mm-hmm. turnbuckle on a leg drop to mm-hmm. him. And I'm like, holy shit. I think I have it on. I was at a gro- I was at the grocery store probably 10 years ago. And like in one of those like value bin DVD things. Yeah. There's a whole, it was like a three disc set of Undertaker matches where I'm like, fuck yeah. Six and bucks. And was on there? I'm almost sure that was on there. Wow. I'm almost sure. You'll have to go through the 2,000 DVDs you've never watched and never will, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> seen it, seen it, not seen it, not seen, seen it. The not rest of these I just seen. haven't seen. <laughs> Shrink-wrapped. <laughs> yep. So that was, that was good. Uh, I already ran down the Survivor Series that I watched. Um, oh, I, I took your advice and watched Being the Elite this week. John Silver's fucking hilarious. Whole thing sucked. No, I didn't. Do you? Some of it was fun. This wasn't a very good week. This was not a very okay. Good, because I was like, God, this is brutal. A lot of it. Yeah. Like when they cut that guy's pubic hair and they like cut him all to shit and yeah, that segment sucked. The stuff with Frankie Kazarian was pretty good. The stuff with Matt Hardy, where he was with the Bucks come in with the new tag belts, and he like, did you get your name from me? <laughs> yeah, he, he basically runs down everything that he's done before them, them. Yes. and he's like, were you named after me? Yeah, like that was pretty good. There, there is some decent stuff. Yeah, the other weeks have been better. I, yeah, I watched that too. All right, well, I'll give it another crack or two. I watched um, fucking. Apparently, they have a belt that uh, it's from Putt Putt Golf. Gator oh golf. yes! So the like the last like three weeks. But now or Trent had it and he lost it in a, in a bottle flip, flipping contest. Uh, yes, to, to now John Silver has it. To John Silver, pizza boy. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I don't either. Okay, good. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that. Um, Sammy Guevara tried to like punk them by saying that he cut their belt in half or whatever. I don't yeah. know. It again, not the greatest of weeks. Okay, um, did you watch the Walter match that you were supposed to watch? No. You are a son of a bitch. I promise. You didn't watch Survivor Series 96. You didn't watch Walter versus Dragunov. You son, you are a son of a bitch. What did you watch, Raw? Give me Raw results, Adam. God damn it, I did. There's a new champ, Matt. There's a new champ. I am. There's many Monday nights where I'm like, I couldn't tell you what just happened in the last three hours of my life. Like I feel like I just, almost like a block it out. You know what um, started tonight? MLW reboot or that, relaunch or whatever they're calling it. The restart. All right, I was close. It was re something. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. versus Myron Reed for his belt. Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus that Fatu, start, Jacob Fatu. That was starting when you picked me up. Oh, it was? Yes. What were you watching on YouTube or do you get it's a channel? YouTube. Okay. No, I think it's, it's on like a multitude. Be in sports. I don't one. know anymore. No, it is. It is? I got an email from Court Bauer. It was signed and everything. In ink? Uh, digital ink. Red digital ink. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> they announced the Opera Cup. That's, I don't know what that is. Um, I never knew the history. It was History was weird. They used to, at the turn of the century, they used to have fights in opera houses, apparently. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the fucking, like the rave. Okay. Um, but Davy Boy won it last year. Now he's in the title picture. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you want to hear the the participants for this year's opera cup? What is it? A turn? Like, is it yeah, it's round just a tournament. robin? No, it's just a tournament. Uh, it's a uh, single elimination. Yep. Uh, eight guys. Hit me. We got uh, Tom Lawler. Filthy. Versus Rocky Romero. Oh, Rapungi. Rapungi. Laredo Kid versus ACH. I don't know Laredo Kid, I don't think. If you saw him. 
But ACH had a great run in Ring of Honor and a shitty run in NXT. True. Davy Boy Smith Jr. Okay. Which that's kind of weird because what if he's champ? Anyway, well, I guess it doesn't. I guess it doesn't mean you get oh, a title he shot. You just get the cool trophy cup. Okay. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Low Key. He's Ooh, back. The professional. And TJP. Okay. Versus Richard Holiday. I don't know if you I don't know, know that guy. Do you know that guy? Yeah, he's in the dynasty with. Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, Hammerstone and yeah, he's yeah. the pretty boy. He's the dude that has the fucking stupid uh, apple yeah. ear buds. Yeah, he's the pretty boy dude. Yes. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of him on an MLW taping one night. That's right. That was a long. <laughs> it was fun, but that was a long night. A TV taping night is long. Yeah, dude. Fucking a. I've never been to one. They got like. Six weeks of television out of that, but I had to hear that contra unit music like nineteen times. Oh yeah, and it's fucking ridiculous. Did you watch NXT? I did. Uh, Gargano, like we talked about earlier, loses. Hates wheels. He fucking, he's lost every title, time. The first defense every time. I did not know that. I I, I noticed he said that like, but not yes. this time for old Johnny yes. or something like you know. He said it when they were playing life against the scream guy. Or gal. Yes, that's where it was. Um, so yeah, Leon Ruff. I guess he was an evolved guy. Okay. I didn't I didn't know much of him. Me um, neither. That's the first time I heard him. Candace LeRae beat Tony Storm by using the ropes for leverage. Uh the scream mask. They revealed the, the girl. Indy Hartwell, which we've seen with Candace before, Damn. so it wasn't even that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um nothing really else of note. NXT. No, those fucking what uh, Pat Pat Mc what is his name? Pat McAfee. Yeah, him and his the kings of NXT. They, they beat Brizango. Yeah, and they beat up a bunch of people again. Or I don't no, mind it. It's it's <clears throat> it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Survivor Series this Sunday. What do you got? Oh, you like you said on Raw. Apparently, Drew McIntyre won the belt back. So that's so we got Drew versus Roman. Stupid run for Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, just exactly. to pad his stats. You think? Uh, yeah. Well, you don't yeah. think he'll show back up? I don't know, but I think the Miz cashes in on Sunday. I could see that. I definitely can see that. <clears throat> you going to come over? I can. Packer oh, game's okay. at 325. So we'll go Packer game right into this. Sounds fun to me. It is what it is. All right. Um, yeah, I don't... It's weird because they, they... It's such a formula now where it's like every champion goes against another champion, but it's not for the title. So it kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, and then they have like the big women's match elimination style, the men's match elimination style. Yeah. Let's definitely do scorecards. Yeah, we, we should. Done that that'll make, that'll make it. Yeah. <clears throat> more interesting. Um, P is it pro wrestling scorecard? I should know this. We sponsor them. <laughs> uh, yes. Pro wrestling pro, at pro wrestling PWS. scorecards. Yes. Check that out. Um, you can download a scorecard. It's really fun. Like, especially if if you have some people over. That kind of know their a, shit. You're not supposed to have people over. Stay in your own homes. <laughs> download the sheet. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll post our sheets before well before the well before the show. Anything else from you, Adam? Put yourself over. Uh no, I'll, I I am curious to see how Vegas went for the inner circle, but we'll find that out tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I don't think Ortiz is happy. Oh, man. All right, check us out. Uh, we are at DorksideOTR on the Twitter and the Instagram. And we will be back here next week for another episode of Dorkside of the Ring. Thank you. than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. <laughs>